0: Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and as ever, our resident TV critic Stephen Ross is here. In addition this week, we're joined by Simon Cutler from the marketing team at National World. Remember, if you want to see our faces, you can head over to Freeview Channel 276 SHOTS which is brought to you by a network of journalists across the country who are transforming stories at the heart of your community into great TV. You'll find true crime stories, football news and analysis, plus coverage of lifestyle, TV, film and much more. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Stephen is going to talk to us about JFK One Day in America. New to Disney+. Plus. Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. This week, Simon joins us to tell us about Garrett Marenghi's Dark Place, yeoldy oldie comedy from Channel 4. But first, we'd like to talk about what everyone has been watching recently. So, Stephen, start with you this week. Tell us, what have you been watching?
1: Well, yeah, I... Started watching well, re watching Friends for obvious reasons.
0: Oh, um, yeah, but I
1: couldn't, it was too sad to be honest.
0: Too sad. I think
1: um, Matthew Perry was probably the best friend. I know they all fulfilled different roles and you needed all of them, but I definitely think he the
0: was, funniest. He was
1: most people's favorite. I think he was definitely my favorite. Mm. Um, me too. And you know, outside of, I know, after Matthew Perry died it was resurfaced those interviews where he said that he wanted to be remembered for you know helping people for with drug addiction rather than um for Mm -hmm. being chandler and friends but he also said he knew that that wouldn't happen and obviously he is Mm -hmm. going to be known forever as chandler so yeah i I was watching watching that more just to try and soothe my aching heart and it was you know very little yeah it was very sad wasn't it yeah tragic the
0: thing is with friends um you kind of always thought that he was proper funny, if you know what I mean, yeah, like funny, yeah. writer funny, like, and that a lot of his stuff was sort of um probably ad-libbed or slightly developed yeah, from think, the script, you know, and that was always wrote. the impression he gave. Yeah.
1: He wrote with them as well, did he? I believe so, yeah. Um, More than the others, anyway.
0: Yeah, so that I think that always came across, but, yeah, obviously it was um, known for quite a long time that he struggled and... Actually, my husband was saying to me the other day that he heard him say once that he he couldn't watch Friends Back because series one, it was like drug addiction, series two, alcohol, series three, alcohol, you know, and he could just see in himself his deterioration. So it just, I guess it just makes you aware of that, you know, whatever somebody might be doing on television or in the public eye, they could be struggling elsewhere in their personal life. So it's good to bear these things in mind. And um, yeah, he was, as you said, all these little interview clips and stuff have come out with him talking about how he wanted to be remembered and yeah it's good to say that as well because he did do an awful lot for people with alcohol and addiction problems including like opening a facility for men in LA and things like that so yeah, um, yeah. some nice technology him and his impact on all our lives because he was definitely massive when I was a teenager friends Absolutely. was first on when I was a teenager and um it was like you know the water cooler to water cooler moment of the week was friends you know so yeah um okay anything else anything more cheery yeah well
1: it's not not necessarily more cheery but I started well I started and finished time season two
0: Oh, I started it. I was going to talk about it as well. So you go, you go, you go. Okay, well,
1: it's the, the follow-up to the Stephen Graham, Sean Bean yeah. prison drama, but with a different mm. cast sitting on all women's prison.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Jodie Comer, Bella Ramsey and Tamara Lawrence, I mm-hmm. believe. I so. mm-hmm. um, fantastic, fantastic cast. Bella Ramsey's incredible really in it.
0: The
1: The thing with the first season was that I thought it was an incredible show. Um, I think I did it as a Back to the Future, in fact. Um, you did, but it was just too realistic. Like it, it gave me like just irrational fear of being sent, sent to prison. prison. I yeah. remember
0: we talk. I remember when we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I mean, this I could distance myself a bit because it's an all women's prison. But yeah, it yeah. Was but
0: having said that, one of incredibly the incredibly
1: horrible. Prot-
0: yeah, one of the main protagonist storylines is literally about. How you can easily be sent to prison because she like fiddles the lecky, as she says. Yeah. And, you know, she's a a good person. She's looking after her kids, everything. But she does this one sort of, you know, pretty, what you would say is a pretty minor crime. And she ends up being sent to prison for six months. And essentially it's kind of commentary on how broken that system is that this woman who was functioning well in society made one mistake and ended up like losing her kids, losing her home, all that. Now I've only seen the first episode, but it's heartbreaking, that story. And you yeah. just know we're going to see her again. So it's going to get worse. And well, it's that yeah. Type so of at, the, at
1: the end of the first episode, obviously, Jodie Whittaker's character is released from prison. Yeah. But, you know, it's a three episode long miniseries. Yeah. She's going to be in the whole thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's a very powerful um attack on the current prison system that we have in the the argument of this show i guess is that it the current prison system is not built around rehabilitation or helping Mm -hmm. people it's built around just punishment and also there's huge issues of underfunding and understaffing and yeah and but it's it's a fantastic series yeah loved Loved the second season. Watched the first two episodes last night and then wanted to finish it for the podcast. So I got up this morning and finished it.
0: Good on Um, you, trooper. I wasn't sure if it was actually all available because I was doing my linear thing of one a week with it anyway. But um, it's all on iPlayer. I think it's worth mentioning as well, Bella Ramsey, their performance is absolutely outstanding. The character they play, she is very agitated. She is very absent, sort of, very fixated on where her next drugs are coming from and absolutely convincing. And I just think they are going to be absolutely massive. They're so young. Like, it's just, yeah, the the future is bright there. So, okay, right. um, Do we know if there's going to be another series? Have you looked into that?
1: Not been confirmed yet. Um, I don't know where they go with it now. They've done... Um, an all male, pri- I mean, maybe a young offenders would be interesting. I think that would be really good. It's kind good.
0: of interesting, though, that they've like what, what is it's just a prison, it's prison stories rather than like that's the only things that are in common. Well, like,
1: it's so the, the prison tra- chaplain from the Happy Valley actress, the sister in yeah. Happy Valley, she's in both seasons, so oh, she's is like, she? okay, she's like the glue, I guess. Connection. Mm. Um. But, yeah, I think it would be oh. interesting to do one in a, in a Young Offenders um, institution. But I don't know. I, I I like the grittiness of the, like, adult high-security yeah. places. But I, I don't know if they're going to do another season.
0: It's Siobhan Finneran is the name of the woman, the actress, and she yes. was just in The Reckoning as well, and she was really good in The Reckoning, wasn't she? And they did a really good mm. job of... Um, aging her and anti-aging her in The Reckoning I thought she looked so young at the start of it and then mm. she was an old woman at the end of it and it was very convincing I thought sorry just an aside there okay yes she plays the chaplain yeah big massive recommend from both of us on time okay thank you for that Simon tell us what have you been watching recently?
2: I have recently finished watching the Philomena Kunk Kunk on Earth which is uh, released yeah. on Netflix this year more lighter comic relief compared to some of the other other ones we've spoken about so far but um yeah that's that's just nice a,
0: bit of um social commentary though from her isn't there and yeah that kind of thing yeah
2: so. it's i think i we love playing the game of my wife and i watched it we love playing the game of trying to figure out whether all of the people she interviews on the show whether they're in on it from the start or how long it takes for them to to kind of clock that <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's not quite so serious.
0: Is there anyone of note that she interviews in this series? Oh gosh,
2: not that I'd be able to name.
0: Okay, all right. No, that's fine. I was just wondering because usually you think someone people with a particular profile would be weary of someone like her asking them for an interview. Yeah. <laughs> It's often politicians and things like that, isn't it, where like they're just kinda of eager, aren't they? Yeah, so.
2: So, so this one's this one's mainly um just historians, but she covers the the main advancements of humanity throughout the throughout the years from Stone okay. Age through to now. But uh, Diane Morgan who plays whose character is Philomena Kunk, she's just brilliant mm. at the deadpan mock yeah. mock dumbness, I guess you say.
0: Yeah, she's very funny. I loved her in um, Motherland as well. She's great. How long was that series? And it's on Netflix, you said.
2: Yeah, so it's it's just a, a one series. I think it's about six episodes long, something like that. Um, But yeah,
0: definitely recommend okay. watching it. Cool, cool. Uh, what else? Anything else been on your telly recently?
2: Yeah, so almost just about through halfway through the final episode, but I had to cut it short. I've been watching the Wheel of Time series on Amazon
0: Oh yeah! Tell us about that. Tell us the premise.
2: Yeah, so it's it's based on a series of books, fantasy novels by an author called Robert Jordan. I think, unlike Game of Thrones, the actual book series has been completed, so there's no fear of or no danger of overtaking the source material in this one. But yeah, it's okay. it's very yeah. um, epic in proportions and scales. I would say. I, because I watched The the Rings of Power on Amazon as well, and I think this is probably a better version of Rings of Power, or better than Rings okay. of Power, although probably not as, as big a, a budget set on it. But, yeah, one of the stars is Rosamund Pike, who I think is just brilliant in anything she does, really. She's great. Um, and then mm-hmm. it has a lot more kind of breakout actors who... I think they're they're growing into it. It's it's
1: in the second series now. So
0: have you have you watched that, Stephen?
1: No, I'm partway through the first book, so I'm sort okay. of I don't really want to watch it because I want to read them. The but I'm also first, aware yeah. that it's going to take me years to get through them because they're bigger than Game of Thrones. There's more volumes. It's how many books. It's, God, I think at least twelve. Oh different yeah. different authors, isn't there? Because I think Brandon Sanderson picks up like midway through the series or Yeah, Robert Jordan um,
2: unfortunately passed away before he, he wrote them. So I think Brandon Sanderson right. finished, finished them up based on his notes.
0: Simon, just give us like what it's obviously fantasy stuff. Is it like dragons and Oh. Elves and what? What are we talking about? Not
2: quite dragons, although the the main character is something called the Dragon Reborn. So it's it's the world setting. It it lends itself a lot to kind of different cultures and and different religions in set in our world here, and and it borrows a lot from that. The idea is that essentially there's the whole thing is there's a wheel of time, so people ages. Passed by, and then um, these famous heroes from from previous ages are resurrected, and it's a constant battle between good and evil. Essentially,
0: um, okay, okay, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it always? <laughs> um, so, so that's the first series, is that right? That's on uh, it's Netflix. Second series, so they
2: just um, added the second okay. series this this year, oh,
0: okay. and it's
1: Amazon Prime, right? It? Uh, or Amazon is it? Netflix Prime, or is yeah. it
0: Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. Very good. So that's one if you're looking for a long commitment that is for you that will be the one for you and um you're enjoying it.
2: Yeah, I think on on the whole it's I haven't read the book so mm-hmm. I've not got a lot to to base it on but I mean I wasn't as pleased with how they did Rings of Power so I'm not sure whether some fans of the books will find yeah. it. I mean, understandably you've got so much source material to fit into a short series you're gonna have to cut things out but okay i think on the whole it's been enjoyable there's it's quite similar to um the witcher series in that it it takes takes some time to figure out what's going on i think it could Mm. do a better job at kind of explaining things as it as it goes along but Mm -hmm. you kind of get there at the end
0: okay cool 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 okay amazon prime right me I've been watching Time. The only other thing I was going to mention was I watched a documentary on Amazon Prime at the weekend called No Woman, No Try. It's about women in English rugby. It follows Shona Brown, who's an ex-international rugby player for England and a couple of other players. Sort of tells their story and tells the story of how women in rugby, like the kind of... Barriers they come up against and the challenges they've had and the wins they've had and sort of everything that's left to be done. But it's really eye opening and really educational and just, you know, Shona Brown's absolutely great character. So I love hearing her story. So, yeah, would recommend that. It's only an hour long. It's definitely worth investing an hour of your life in it. It's really good. Okay, whether you like rugby or not, it's not an awful lot about the actual game. It's more about everything. Around the game Uh, Right moving along, So we're going to talk To you Stephen now About JFK One day in America And I fear That your happy Positive streak Of the last few weeks Is about to come To a sudden End Tell us
1: Yeah I I needed this show Like a hole in Oh no (laughs) That Um, bad uh, It's uh, It's okay It Well it's It's not really okay It's It's I guess what I would if I was being honest, I would call it sort of completely pointless. Okay. The JFK 60th anniversary of his assassination in Dallas is on the 22nd of November this year. It is, yeah. So obviously they've had to create some documentaries for it, mm. but nothing new has come out on the JFK case since like the 80s, right? Of any sort of substance. So everything's already been done. Mm. So this is from National Geographic, mm. um, and it's on Disney+. Plus. And then, like, fresh angle is, oh, we're getting some of the last remaining, last surviving eyewitnesses from the time okay. to give their perspective on the events of JFK. It's called One Day in America. It covers five days. Mm. That annoyed me to begin with. <laughs> um,
0: You're hilarious. Go on.
1: And it follows... It's called the
0: Artistic License. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's the, the actual title, One Day in America... And then it's not, it, it's the best part of a week. Anyway, it follows, it's from the perspective of Sid Davis, who was a reporter at the time and I think went on to become the CEO of a news channel or something. Mm. Clint Hill was one of his Jackie Kennedy's secret service officers. He's sort of racked with guilt that he couldn't protect her husband. Mm. And then there's Paul Landis, another secret service agent who was in the motorcade and very close to the events as they unfolded. Mm-hmm. It's basically been made because someone at Nat Geo or Disney has said, Oh, we, we need to have a JFK documentary. Mm. So the the original aspect of it is these sort of personal anecdotes of like, oh, this is what I felt at the time and I can still remember it now, and I'm very sad. And they talk a little bit about John Kennedy Jr. as a two-year-old and how sort of affected he was by it, and that's I kind of I didn't know that. Mm. But I basically knew or had heard vaguely of everything that was sort of mentioned, and it just was totally unoriginal. Mm -hmm. And then also just, just not presented in a very interesting or engaging way. There are just a lot of
0: Mm.
1: faces to camera, and then the same archive footage that you've seen time and time again. And it's you, you see Lee Harvey Oswald getting walked from the courtroom, and you're like, well, he's going to get shot now isn't he and then that happens and then Jack Ruby gets arrested and it's it's just just a, a big load of nothing really mm. and not not in a you know to be totally cruel but th- there's not, not really anything to recommend it okay um and also it's three 45 minute episodes and frankly it could have been one it could have been one day in America and just a One episode
0: okay. For any hardcore JFK enthusiasts out there, where can they find it? Yeah, if
1: anyone wants to watch it, just following that glowing recommendation, (laughs) all three episodes I believe come to Disney Plus in the UK on the 6th of uh, Monday, the 6th of November. Okay, Um, I I think it's on in the US a day earlier and then comes to us on Monday.
0: Okay, well, thank you for watching that. And uh, that's all right. Did you ever watch? Kevin Costner's JFK, the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, I know a lot of people hated that because it was like a three-hour, 20-minute, whatever, courtroom drama Mm. and also not based on any, like, historical fact. Mm. I quite enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I would recommend, yeah, the Oliver Stone JFK. Over anything. I would recommend that above this, although it will be slightly less informative because it's all made up.
0: (laughs) Oh, well. Uh, okay, thank you for that. Right, over to you, Simon. We're going to talk about Gareth Marenghi's Dark Place on Back to the Future today. Tell us about it. Comedy, Channel 4, 2000 and...
2: 2004, so going a bit...
0: Long time ago, yeah.
2: Yeah, sadly a lot longer than I remember it. Feels like yesterday. <laughs> but I think, yeah, a, a bit more topical in the, the week of Halloween. It's, it's a mm-hmm. kind of mock... Mock horror, spoof horror. It's created by Richard Ioarday and Matthew Holness, who plays the mm-hmm. the character Garth Morangi, and it's a, a mm-hmm. show within a show. So Garth Morangi, in his I'm going to have to pull this up, but in his own words, Garth Morangi, author, dream weaver, visionary, plus actor, <laughs> <laughs> and. Yeah, it's it's got a it's got a good cast, so yeah, Matthew Holness, I think that's probably his the main role people would know him as yeah, playing. Uh-huh. Um, Richard Richard Ayuade, Matt Berry also stars in it, and I just yeah. love Matt Berry's voice. I could listen uh-huh. to it in anything. Um yeah. and Alice Lowe as well. So they're they're the main, plus um a few appearances from the likes of Julian Barrett and Noel Fielding. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's very much of that time. If you're a fan of Mighty Boosh, you'd yeah. probably enjoy this. But, um, yeah, so the whole mm-hmm. whole premise is uh, Garth Marenghi is a horror writer. And it's the, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a, a series he, he shot for, for Channel 4, but they refused to air because it was just so... Just too scary, too outrageous, and then they finally released the tapes. So it's the the show is within that. He plays Doctor Rick Douglas, MD, and it's set in this eighties hospital in Essex, and then it's intercut with scenes of him Matthew Holness as Garth Marenghi and Richard Ioeddu as Dean Lerner doing um, interviews about shooting and and filming and various things it's brilliant it's it's just got that real 80s trope cliche vibe to it there's Mm. little things about it that I think are just brilliant just kind of out of sync sound effects as they're walking along the corridor and and really (laughs) obviously poor budget low budget quality
0: so both fans of kind of spoof horror spoof documentary and then mighty bush all mixed into one essentially
2: yeah some proper absurdist surrealist comedy with a slight horror theme
0: with a slight horror theme excellent okay so maybe that's kind of up my street i'm not big into horror so it's like i'll take the kind of semi-funny horror stuff instead um okay cool and that is channel four so you'll be able to just get that at Channel 4, yeah?
2: Yeah, 4.0. We're
0: calling Channel 4 just Channel 4 these days, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's a good one. And they're just short little half hours. And there was only one series. Is that right?
2: Yeah, just the one series. So it's it's a great little um half hour.
0: Handy watch. Yeah. Okay. Up there with your favorite comedies of ever? Of I time? would say, I
2: think I would say so. I don't know how well it's, it's aged. But if you're a fan okay. of the comedy at that time, I know sometimes comedy is very subjective, but yeah. I, it's, it's up there with mine.
0: Yeah, I think everybody knows that type of absurdist, surrealist stuff that they're all sort of known for. So, um, yeah, if you like that, then it's for you. Okay, thanks, Simon. And thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Do look out for Friday morning's Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you have any suggestions about what TV we need to get into our lives, do (laughs) drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back again next week with more Screen Bevel. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye.